Father, we have come testing, seeking, asking for the outpouring and the fresh cruise of the Holy Ghost upon your people. That this year we shall be guided and walk in the fullness of your spirit. Holy Spirit of God, fall afresh upon us. Fall afresh upon us. Even as we look through your word concerning this topic, Holy Spirit, fall afresh upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord is already here. The Lord has taken over the service. And I believe whoever is ready, whoever desire, whoever covets the Spirit of God, we get enough today to work for the year that we are just starting. Praise the Lord. I want to thank our leader, our venerable Prof. Sam Ike and his team for putting up some of us to minister. He knows why. And I pray that God will use me to minister the Holy Spirit this morning. It's, it's God's doing. It's not of any man to boast or to think that he is qualified. I feel humbled and I thank him and his team and I thank our great people in this congregation that we are moving this way in a unique way and God will perform that which he has designed for us and for this ministry in the name of Jesus. So I welcome all of us to this service and I want all of us to cheer up, to brighten up and to convey the Holy Spirit and to be ready to receive. This is a unique service and I want to take time to explain things from the scripture before we go into it. And I want you to follow so that you open up your heart even as prophecies are gone, that God wants to give us. God wants to give gifts. Prepare your heart to receive something today. Even the gift of God. In the name of Jesus. There is nothing I will say today that you have not heard or you have not known. In fact, many of you know more than me. And so, but one thing I want to tell us is that the word of God is new every morning. The way I will put it today is, is not the way you put it. Because you are different from me. So listen to my own and God will bless you in the name of Jesus. We have come to know more. We have come to understand more. We have come to receive more. We have come to be revived the more for greater work, for greater power of God to help us in this year, 2022. It is a year of two, two, two. So everything is double, double, double. 
So the anointing you will get today is double. And the blessings you will get today is double. And this year, we are heading for doubling everything. Including your finances and promotion. Even your health status. This year is a year of double. And you will receive in the name of Jesus Christ. I also want to tell us, there is a focus we have for Nigeria this year. I just want to say it before I proceed. The focus we have for Nigeria is that this year is a year of turning around. I want you to know that there will be a lot of turning around this year. So many turnarounds. And so our focus is that as God turns everything around this year, He will give us a president that is a Christian. We are not looking for a president that is an Igbo man. Or that is a Yoruba man. Or that is Hausa man. In fact, we as Christians should begin to think this way. A Christian president. And if we get one, it will be right for the church. We'll be entering our Sevilla and be getting things for the church. So we need a president that is a Christian. Full stop. That is the direction of our prayer this year. And this time, the turning around is going on. And we have, our focus is on Psalm 2 verse 8. You know, ask of me and I'll give you hidden for thy inheritance and uttermost part for thy possession. We are asking for every hidden in Nigeria to become a Christian. That is our focus this year. And God will help us as we receive Holy Ghost. Now, we will jump into the, into the streets and begin to execute. Begin to possess. Begin to march on. Praise the Lord. First, I want to explain the difference between unbelievers born again believers and the Holy Ghost filled believers so that you know the level you are starting with so that you know where you are and I want to use an analogy imagine one story building standing on a field on a very big field that field there is no gate there is no gate man you can enter the field irrespective of your tribe Irrespective of language or status or anything, you can enter the field. But that mighty building that is standing in that field, for you to enter it, there is a gate man to check you. And this gate man will be asking for your status. That is the time the investigation begins. To get, enter the gate, if you are born again, you enter the building. If you are Holy Ghost filled, you enter the building. And that is where it runs. And so, now, inside the building are just those that are born again and those that are Holy Ghost filled. All the unbelievers are outside, under rain and sun. They are not qualified to enter the building. Now, the second scenario, now, inside the building, those that are Holy Ghost filled are allowed to move upstairs. And that upstairs is air-conditioned. There are seats at different levels there. The, the Holy Ghost filled are allowed to 
go up and those who desire to have Holy Ghost baptism will also go up. But those that are just born again, they will stay downstairs. Only fan is on the downstairs, but up there, there is air condition. And there are cushions, seats. Now, in that upstairs again, the seats are arranged according to the level of your Holy Ghost baptism. The levels. Holy Ghost baptism has levels. You move to, so that place, those that are ankle deep stay, those that are knee deep, they stay somewhere, and those that are loin deep, there is a place for them to stay. That is the scenario. So in today's service, you are either outside as some believers, or you are inside as born again, or you are upstairs as Holy Ghost filled. Praise the Lord. Unbelievers are those that have not formally received Jesus Christ into their life. They have, they may claim that they are Christians. They may even claim that they are born again. But they have not done it with their heart. And they have not prayed over it. They have not sought it from God. It is not done. And many of us as Christians are moving that way. They are not born again, but they are just claiming it. You must do it formally. And somebody will pray over you. You will know the date. That makes it sound as if you are serious about it. If you don't know the date you are born again, you are not yet born again. I will give you a chance to be born again today. Praise the Lord. Then believers are those who have formally given their life to Jesus Christ. Who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. It is an activity. You have to do it. You have to confess and repent of your sins. And accept Jesus. And you pray over it. And it is done. Then you are born again. Then Holy Ghost baptism is a different thing altogether. And that is what we are here today for. It's not something uh, you casual, it's not something anyhow. It is something that is formally done. And it has, it's an act. It will happen in your body and you will know it. So when you receive Holy Ghost baptism, which we will receive today, you will know that you have received it. And many people who are Holy Ghost filled have lost it. Because if you anoint Holy Ghost, He leaves you. You are no longer anointed. You are no longer, you are no longer carrying the Holy Ghost. And so, today's service, I want you to make up your mind. I want you to make up your mind. I say it a third time. I want you to make up your mind. Whether you want to receive Holy Ghost, if you are already born again, you are qualified and you will be baptized. If you desire it, it will happen here today. And, but if you are not yet born again, make up your mind also to be born again. And you will see the, that the power of God will come upon you and help you. And it will be done. So just first down your face and ask God, make up your mind. I want you 
It's a prayer. We are praying on. Just make up your mind. Close your eyes. Make up your mind. Ask God. This my born again is not your good one. I want to be born again. I want to know. I want to be sure. This is my Holy Ghost baptism. Lord, I want to increase it to another level. Make up your mind. Ask God to put you into the level you will be to serve him in this year, 2022. Because it's a turbulent year. And we need Holy Ghost to go through it. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Many of us are asking to be born again. Many of us are asking to be Holy Ghost filled. Ankle deep. Knee deep. Loin deep. Father, grant as we ask of you and as we desire. In Jesus' name we pray. And now I move up to the teachings. Uh, I have six subtopics to run quickly through to expose us to what Holy Ghost is, is and is all about and how it happens. And the number one is who is Holy Ghost? We go through it quickly. God's effort to save mankind. The operations of the Holy Ghost. The benefits of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost upon and Holy Ghost within. Concluding testimonies about Holy Ghost power. Then we go into prayer and Holy Ghost ministration. It will not last too long. But I want you to relax and desire and have an encounter today in the name of Jesus. Now, who is the Holy Ghost? I just want to read Genesis chapter 1. That is why I keep saying that there is nothing I say today that you don't know. Everybody knows. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. I'll just read it quickly. It's also on the screen. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the earth, of the deep. And the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, that's the Holy Ghost <laughs> of God, moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. The point I just want to make here is that in the beginning, God was there with his word, which is his son, Jesus Christ. And also, with the Holy Ghost, three of them were there before the beginning. So the Holy Ghost we are talking about now is not something that came from somewhere. It's also God. And, and therefore, we are going into the fundamental to know the Holy Ghost was there at the beginning. And, he, and when God speaks, which is his song, which is his word, the Holy Ghost will perform. And today, as we minister this word, God will send his light, even the Holy Ghost, upon us. Because the Bible says, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. It is the Holy Ghost that caused the light to come. And anywhere the Spirit of God is, 
which is the Holy Ghost. God is saying, let there be light. And today, we are here for this Holy Ghost baptism. And so, God is saying, let there be light in your life. And there will be light. God is saying, let there be light in this church. And there will be light. And that is why we are declaring that every darkness in your life, in your family, in your situation, they will go today. Because God is saying, let there be light. And we have the Holy Ghost around us. Praise the Lord. The, the next scripture I want to take to explain who the Holy Ghost is, is John chapter 16. John chapter 16. And uh, I will read verse uh, 7 and 8. John 16. And somebody can read it for us so that we move fast. John 16. And it's on the board. John 16, verse 7. Yeah, go ahead. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. 8. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. Amen. Jesus was telling his disciples and all of us that it is better he goes away. It is better that I go away so that the Holy Ghost will come. Holy Ghost is the promise of God. He is to take over from Jesus Christ. He is the last helper and teacher to come. And he has come. Because Jesus has already gone. And I also want to tell us that the Holy Ghost is God. Just as Jesus is God. He is the third in Trinity. He is a person. Just as Jesus is a person. Or Jesus came in person. Holy Ghost is a person. It's a personality. He is holy. He is righteous. He is gentle. He is invisible. That is the difference. You know, Jesus came in person and carried human body, so we saw him. But Jesus told us, as he is, so the Father is, and so the Holy Ghost is. So, at that way Jesus came, and we saw him as a person, the same way Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost came as a spirit. Therefore, we cannot see him, even though he is here, even now. He does not strive. He does not tolerate blasphemy. He is no nonsense. He is gentle. A gentle personality. He stays inside the body of every believer. That is his house. Just as uh, 1 Corinthians 6.19 told us. That the, our body is his temple. So don't start looking for Holy Ghost uh, up there. In the, in the altar. He's inside you. That is where he's supposed to be. So Holy Ghost is already here with us. And the, the, in fact, the Bible said that the, our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. This body is not your own. It's Holy Ghost temple. 
I wish you can begin to imagine your body as that. That this my body is not my own. That's what the Bible said. It's, and it's not your own. You have it of God. And that is where Holy Ghost is. If you know that, you have done well. In verse 8, Jesus said, When the Holy Ghost comes, he will teach you all things. He will reprove the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. What, what the Bible is saying here is that the Holy Ghost will teach us what God means by sin. You know, some of the things we call sin, and even some of the ones we call good, can still be sin. But it's only Holy Ghost that will tell us the details of what God means by sin, what God means by righteousness, what God, how God will judge the world. That is the reproving that uh, the Bible used. It is Holy Ghost that will teach us the deep things about that. Now, in, in that St. John 16, verse 12 and 13, there is something there I want also to hold strong. Jesus said, I have yet many things to tell you. I have not, I have so many more things to tell you. But you cannot bear them now. The now, that place was where Jesus came about 2,000 years ago. He said, we cannot bear them at that time. How be it, when the Holy Ghost is come, he will guide us into all truth. There is a preparation God made that after Jesus teaches us, there are things Jesus could not teach. Because we, can't, we could not bear them that time. But the Holy Ghost is coming. And when he comes, he begins to teach us the more. And that Holy Ghost is already come. That Holy Ghost is already here. To guide us into all truth. And at times I begin to say, what is all truth? All truth is nothing but Jesus himself. Holy Ghost is guiding us to be like Jesus. To behave like Jesus. To do things like Jesus. That is all truth. You know, Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. So, guiding us into all truth means that we are being guided to be like Jesus. And that is what the Holy Ghost is, that is inside you, is doing. If you listen to him, you will never fall into danger. Praise God. Number two, God's effort to save mankind. You know, there are God arranged this thing in a wonderful way. There is a, a, a effort God or program God has laid down to save mankind. One, God sent Moses with law and commandment. He also sent the prophets just to prepare us. You know, many people failed. Many people failed the exam. Many people could not follow. Then God sent John the Baptist to prepare the way for the Messiah. You know, these are efforts God, God has been just making one by one at various stage to save mankind. Then after John the Baptist, then Jesus himself came in person. And when Jesus came, he came to redeem us, to save us. Still, many people did not believe. Many people could not 
believing was a problem. And so, now, God sent Holy Ghost. <laughs> Let me tell us, Holy Ghost is the last one. God is not sending anything again. This Holy Ghost is to stay inside you and to help you to run the rest of your life until you return to heaven. And so, please, I beg of us, determine in your heart to receive Holy Ghost today so that he can now begin to help you and lead you into all truth and into all life. Especially for this year. His presence is needed. You cannot run, you cannot walk without him. Now, number three, the third subtopic is operations and ways of the Holy Ghost. How does the Holy Ghost operate? Number one, if you prepare your body as his temple, you open your heart, you desire him, you invite him. Look, there is effort you must make <laughs> to get Holy Ghost. First, you prepare your body. You open your heart. You, you, you desire. You invite him. Then he will come. And that is what we are doing here today. Prepare yourself. Desire him. Invite him. He will come. His coming is automatic. It's just in your hand to desire and to ask of him. Then number two, in John 14 verse 15 and 16, I may not begin to read all of it so that we move fast. He said, if you love me, keep my commandment and I will ask the Father and he will give you Holy Ghost to remain in your body forever. I don't know, try and read that Bible so that you understand and know that I'm not talking of my own. It's what God said. Jesus said, if you love me and keep my commandment, that he will ask the Father, and he will give you Holy Ghost, and Holy Ghost will stay inside you forever. There is need for Holy Ghost to stay in your life, in your body, and in my body, so that we walk our life here very well. The giving of Holy Ghost is forever, as long as you are born again. As long as your Holy Ghost failed, he will stay there forever, teaching you, guiding you, and helping you. Number three, if you defy your body, if you defy your body with sex, with smoke, with alcohol, with idolatry, with lies, with anger, with bitterness, with unforgiveness, then the Holy Ghost goes away. He will vacate the temple. Because your body is the temple. If you bring in any of this bad thing inside that temple, the Holy Ghost goes. You pour alcohol on top of his head, he will run. You pour smoke on top of him, he will run. All this bad thing, if you do it, Holy Ghost will go. And it means that you are no longer Holy Ghost filled. You are no longer Holy Ghost baptized. And that is why we are here today. Perhaps you have done any of these things. You know that already Holy Ghost is no longer in you. Even though you were baptized sometime. You covet him today and you will receive in the name of Jesus. But if you love one another. And keep your body from defiling. 
Holy Ghost stays inside you forever. He will be helping you and you'll be cruising your life in the Holy Ghost. Number four, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you cannot serve God. You cannot read Bible with understanding. You can easily believe false doctrines. You can easily begin to misbehave if you don't have Holy Ghost. But if you have Holy Ghost, <laughs> you will not misbehave. I started enjoying the Bible with understanding after I got born again. Because I was, a, I was an Anglican and I was uh, Anglican family, but I was not reading Bible. I didn't know anything about Bible until I gave my life to Jesus. Then the desire to read Bible came upon me. I began to read. I began to make notes. And now when I got Holy Ghost baptism, it increased. I discovered that if I'm reading the Bible in my quiet room, in quiet moment, and I'm reading, I'll be hearing a voice teaching me the thing and telling you, stop, look at this one, look at it this way. He will take you this way, take you, and show you just one verse will be magnified. That experience is great. As you receive Holy Ghost today, you will begin to enjoy it. You begin to enjoy the Bible. You, you will like to open the Bible and consume it. Because there is a voice teaching, telling you, guiding you. And that will be your portion in the name of Jesus. Demos Shakaria, founder of Full Gospel, told us that Holy Ghost is the only power given by God by which believers can walk or do ministry work. If you don't have Holy Ghost, stop doing ministry. If you don't have Holy Ghost, don't work for God. It's annoying Him. Holy Ghost is the power you need. Whether you are sweeping for God, whether you are cleaning for God, whether you are reading Bible, Bible reading for God, you need the Holy Ghost. If you don't have it, stay where you are. The outpouring of the Holy Ghost is God's promise. It's God's gift. It's God's provision. And this gift is more needed in this end time to guide us into all truth. Like I said, all truth is nothing but Jesus Christ himself. In Jude chapter 2 verse 28, the Bible said, And it shall come to pass that I will pour out my spirit to all flesh in the last days. And that last days is now. That spirit is already poured out. And in fact, that place said that young men will see vision. And young men will prophesy. And I want to challenge every young man, young man, every young woman that is here. If you are not prophesying, if you are not seeing vision, you are not doing well. And he said also that old men will dream dreams. If you are an elderly man here and you are not dreaming, you are not doing well. This thing must, these things are written for, for our profit, for our doings. And the same vision here may not be that you will be just seeing spirit. No, for the young man. Same vision here means that you rise up and go for evangelism. 
Evangelism will be your vision and mission. Winning souls. Because you have strength. The youth have strength. The young men, that is why the Bible said they will see vision and they will prophesy. You go about winning soul, grabbing soul for God, doing the evangelical work, doing outreaches, and that is a vision. And that is what God is saying. And for the old men, I'm not saying every night you sleep, you begin to dream. The dream here means you, you sit down and package yourself and even help the young men to go out and win soul for the kingdom. You are dreaming. You are, you are working for God. You sit in your house, you package how we shall visit this place, and you, you help some young men because you are old. You have that dream. You push it and the young men will go with it. Praise the Lord. So if you are not dreaming every night, that's not what I'm saying. God will help us in the name of Jesus. In Acts of Apostles chapter 19, verse 1 to 2. I will just talk about this scripture so that I move fast. Paul came to Ephesus and found some disciples. He asked them, have you received Holy Ghost? And they said, and they replied, we have not so much as had whether there be any Holy Ghost. Which means, they were believers. They were born again. They were even working for God, but they didn't have Holy Ghost. They were, they were disciples. They were working for God. They were in the field. <laughs> and when this question came, they said they never even know if there be anything like Holy Ghost. Paul now laid hand on them and they received Holy Ghost. Their work changed. Their history changed. Their story changed. Brethren, today, as the servants of God lay hand on you, you will receive Holy Ghost. You may be one of them that have not yet heard of Holy Ghost or have not been baptized. Today you will be baptized as they lay hand on you in the name of Jesus. In number chapter 11 verse 25, you can take note of the Bible so when you go home, you read them. Because they are true. They are real. Number 11.25 And the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke unto Moses and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave unto 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied and spoke in tongue and did not cease. They did not stop. The 70 elders were given the spirit of God. So, in Numbers in Old Testament too, I think you know, uh -huh. Holy Ghost was already there. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost was with God in the beginning. So, Holy Ghost operated throughout. Whether in the Old or New Testament, Holy Ghost was there. And so, the 70 elders were given Holy Ghost to bear burden with Moses. To work with Moses in the congregation of God. Without Holy Ghost, you cannot work with God. Brethren, I challenge you. Begin to desire Holy Ghost. Begin to take God in your heart. I need Holy Ghost. And you will receive in the name of Jesus. Like I told you, Holy Ghost 
baptism occur in levels. And I want to take you to a scripture in Ezekiel 47, verse 1 to 6. I may not be able to read it, but I'll tell the story. You can read later. In this uh, Ezekiel 47, 1 to 6, the Bible said that God brought Ezekiel to the door of the house of God, to the door of chapel of his resurrection. That's where <laughs> God brought Ezekiel. And behold, water issued out from under the house of God, eastward, at the site of the altar. <laughs> this altar, there is water issuing out from here. You know, but you cannot see the water. Because the water is not ordinary water. The water is Holy Ghost. The water is the anointing of God. The water is the, uh, uh, the glory of God. It is issuing out. Every house of God, there is water issuing out. And that water is Holy Ghost anointing. And we shall collect today. In the name of Jesus. And the Bible said that the angel led Ezekiel and measured 1,000 cubits. And it was ankle deep. Ankle deep is just by your shoe. Ankle deep. That was the level of anointing at 1,000 cubits. And again, the, he measured another 1,000 cubits and he came to knee, knee deep anointing. And again, it moved another 1,000 cubits and he came to loin to the west. And at this, at this point, <laughs> it was like a river and they could no longer cross it. Brethren, I want to tell us that anointing is in levels. Holy Ghost baptism is in levels. And it's according to your faith. Touch yourself according to my faith. According to my faith. Say it. Yes, it's according to your faith. According to your belief. According to your commitment. According to your determination. It's individualistic. So for you to have line deep or knee deep, or ankle deep, <laughs> it is you. You are responsible for that one. God is not helping anybody for this one. It is you. Now, look at it. At ankle, at ankle deep, which is just by your shoe, if you have anointing of ankle deep, you will be struggling in ministry. Everything is struggling. It's like a boat on a shallow water whose belly is touching ground. That boat is struggling. Now, if you are at knee deep, the man of God, you at that time will be moving fine with God. You have testimonies. You have miracles. You have some exhibition of power of God in your ministry and in your life. But when it gets to the waist deep, line level, you are now cruising. <laughs> Miracles, signs and wonders will follow you. It's like the time of Paul. You know, Paul was moving at line deep. And at, at his time, even his shadow can cause miracle. Even his handkerchief can cause miracle. That is the line deep. And uh, 
it requires a great preparation, a great sacrifice, and a great determination to attain that level. Praise the Lord. Rehabonke, in his book, Evangelism by Fire, he explained to us that the success of any ministry and life is in the fullness of Holy Ghost. <laughs> the more you have Holy Ghost, the more you have anointing, if you are able to get to the knee deep, you'll be, you, your ministry will be flourishing. Praise the Lord. In Luke chapter 9, verse 1, Jesus called his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure all manner of sicknesses and diseases. What he gave them is Holy Ghost. When Bible says power, 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 <laughs> there is no other power anywhere, it's just Holy Ghost. So the disciples were given power. But remember, they were already born again. The Bible says he gave his disciples. Were they not born again? Were not, they not following Jesus? They were. They were ready. But the power was given at a certain point. So you are a Christian. You have been going to church. You are working hard. I think today is that certain point when you will get the power. And that power will come upon you today. As long as you believe and as long as you covet it and as long as you are ready and when you get that power <laughs> you begin to evangelize you begin to walk you begin to do greater and more work for God in Micah chapter 3 verse 8 the Bible said but truly I am full of power of Holy Ghost and of judgment and of might to declare unto Jacob his trespasses and to Israel his sin. You must be full of Holy Ghost to be able to declare judgment. You must be full of Holy Ghost to declare somebody's transgression. And for you to declare it means that you have Holy Ghost in you. And if you have Holy Ghost in you, it means there is no sin in you. That is why you are able now to declare somebody's transgression and somebody's sin. In Luke 24 verse 49, I'm talking about how Holy Ghost works. That is the topic. I'll soon be through with it so that we begin to land. In Luke 24 verse 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you've been endued with power. <laughs> These people have been with Jesus, so, but they must wait. <laughs> they must wait until they get this power. The power is nothing but the Holy Ghost. And they waited. I want to tell you, as you wait here today, as you tarry before God in this Holy Ghost ministration day, you will be filled with Holy Ghost. You will receive power. Power from our heart. That is what God is releasing unto us today. In Jesus name. And so I ask a question. Is anybody, is anybody seeking here? Is anybody seeking? Is anybody desiring? Is anybody coveting? Is anybody waiting? You will receive. You shall receive. You have it. 
in the name of Jesus. In Acts of Apostles chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible said, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. That is, Holy Ghost is the power after, each time, after he has come upon you. You cannot witness only after Holy Ghost come upon you. You cannot evangelize only after. You cannot preach. You cannot declare judgment only after Holy Ghost has come upon you. And Mark 16 verse 14, the Bible said, Jesus appeared unto the disciples as they sat to meet. He upbraided them for their unbelief. The problem is unbelief. Jesus, you know, it's after Jesus arose and he appeared unto the disciples. They were eating. He appeared unto them. Do you know what he told them? He was not happy with them because of the unbelief. They did not believe that he arose. They were making argument. He was not happy. It's just like uh, uh, Paul, when the disciples were praying for him to be released, and he was released from the prison, when he returned home, they said, it's not Paul, it's his ghost. Unbelief is a terrible thing, and that is what Jesus does not want to continue in our midst. May we believe. May you believe. Tell somebody, believe. It's a serious matter. Please believe. Yes. And if you believe, the door is open unto you to begin to operate. Number four, benefit of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost baptism. We go through it quickly so that we begin to minister this Holy Ghost. Everybody will receive today in the name of Jesus. One of the benefits is that in his name you will cast out devils. Do you know... <laughs> Why did, why did it be, this one become number one? God knows and Jesus knows that devil is everywhere. Devil is like mosquito. They are around. And the shell talks you need is Holy Ghost. And so if you have Holy Ghost as you are around, when they come, you cast it away and continue what you are doing. And you go here, they come again, you cast it away. and you, So you need Holy Ghost to cast out devil and to heal all manner of sicknesses and disease. That's a benefit. You know, before I gave my life to Christ, if I, if I go to my village, I will not be able to sleep. In the night, they will, be, they will strangle me. They will just be, I'll be struggling now. When I wake up, I'll be panting. And do you know, when I gave my life to Christ, <laughs> In September 1990. From that time, I go to my village. I can sleep outside. Nobody touches me again. I say, wow. This thing is so real. And I want to tell you it's so real. So if something is still catching your throat in the night, then you don't have Holy Ghost. You are not born again. Full stop. Get up and pray and become born again. Then the thing will go. It's as simple as that. There's no magic about it. Number two, you can speak in tongue. And when you speak in tongue, that is one of the benefits. You connect heaven straight. You can no longer pray amiss. You will be hitting the point straight away. And number three, you can take off serpent and drink deadly poison. It will not hurt you. I'm not asking you to go and start drinking poison. What it means that you can stay with bad people. You can stay with evil people. 
Even somebody they say is witch, you can sit near him. Nothing will happen to you. They will not be able to hurt you. You know, in Acts of Apostles chapter 28 verse 3 and verse 5, if you go there, you will see it. That Paul shook off a venomous viper from his hand when they suffered shipwreck in the island of Melitus. And when they gathered wood to enjoy some warmth, a viper called on Paul's hand. And they even thought that Paul would die. It did not hurt him. Why? Holy Ghost. He is full of Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. So if you are moving from today with this power of Holy Ghost, you can match serpent and it will not hurt you. Amen. Number four, you can lay hands on the sick and he shall recover. <laughs> I have a little testimony here. Because this one, don't wait until you become a big man of God. Begin to do this. In fact, Holy Ghost comes upon you if you are taking an action on behalf of God. It will just come. You know, I had a friend, a friend of mine. We were classmates in Federal Government College, Paracourt, HSC. And from there we proceeded to the University of Ibadan. She read medicine and I read veterinary medicine. We graduated the center but there was no telephone that time. So we disappeared. We were friends. But we didn't know where each was. You know, but in 2012, when I went to London for Nigeria Press Program, she came as a Nigeria in UK. She's a consultant physician in, in London. So she came as a Nigerian in UK. So when I was called up to handle a prayer session in a big, a mighty auditorium with over over 1,500 1, seated. And I was hearing from, I was called up and I was moving up the stage and I was hearing a shout from the crowd, Benjamin, Benjamin. I say, who is doing this? So, I continued and I ministered and when I came down, she ran and hugged me and from there we reconnected. Praise the Lord. And she has a ministry in Sierra Leone sponsored by EU. And that ministry was doing fine. So she invited me as a man of God. Having seen me on the stage, she knew I was, I'm a man of God. <laughs> and so she invited me to Sierra Leone for a two-week program. And so I traveled to Sierra Leone and we were there and we, we were ministering in the evening at times we go for evangelism we come back she had a school she has a, a very good house so we are comfortable eating fresh fish a lot of fish in Sierra Leone and so one day in the night they, 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 somebody cried and came and said that his son is dying he's so sick and he's dying and this, the, the child was weak and and so bad, they came to room and knock at me and say, man of God. Man of God, come. Somebody is sick. Nah, I got kojad. I said, <laughs> I said, me, man of God. I said, I just prayed small prayer before I went out. When I came out, I found my face as man of God. 
And I lay hand on this boy and say in the name of Jesus you are healed. After saying that, I, with authority I tell them, take him back to the house, he's healed. And I went back as man of God. <laughs> Do you know, in the morning that boy woke up and was running around. That sickness disappeared. It was, and that attracted a lot of attention. You know? So, in the next uh, two days, they brought another one. <laughs> Look, when they called me that one, I started praying, God, make, make I begin to go back to Nigeria before these people put me in trouble. <laughs> Although God rebuked me, God said, are you the one that is doing it? So I was, I say, I say, God, I'm sorry. So I come out again as man of God. I pray for that one. And he also recovered. Praise the Lord. Once you take up, once you take step for God, Holy Ghost will come and do it. It's not you. Forget about yourself. God is powerful. In Zechariah 4 verse 6, the Bible says, God is not by power, it's not by might. It is by my spirit. And First Samuel 2.9, the Bible also says, By strength shall no man prevail. It's only by the strength of God and the power of God. Amen. Number five, I'm, all, I'm also, also uh, almost rounding up. Number five, Holy Ghost upon and Holy Ghost within. I want to tell you that Holy Ghost can be upon you, but not in you. Because you did not maintain your body as a temple. He will not be inside you, but he can be upon you. And this happens, an example in number 22. Number 22, verse 22. 22, 22. He said, when Prophet Balaam began to misbehave, he was going against God's instruction to curse Israel because of big honorarium that Kimbalak or Moab promised him. And he was going on the way. Holy Ghost came upon donkey and donkey began to talk to prophet Balaam. Holy Ghost can fall even on animal to do so. If that animal is doing for God, Holy Ghost can come. But Holy Ghost will not be inside the donkey. So if God can use donkey to speak, to, to do that great work, Holy Ghost can use you. I say Holy Ghost can use you. You are better than donkey. And so when you step out to do something for God, <laughs> even if you are not right with God, Holy Ghost will come upon you, not inside you, and do that work for God. Look, a man of God may be in adultery, in idolatry, or in alcohol, or in anger, or in high temper temperament. But when he stands to minister, because many people have known him as man of God, isn't it? But he's doing all this to you know. Anytime he stands to minister, don't look at the man who begin to focus on God. You will get something from there. Because the Holy Ghost can come upon him and he will do great work. The Holy Ghost is coming upon him not because of him, but because of the people God wants to touch. So Holy Ghost can use any man of God that is standing to minister. Holy Ghost will come upon that person and the, and the work will be done. Just like 
But after doing that work, the Holy Ghost will go away. The man of God will stay empty as he, as he has made himself empty. You know, so the best way to get Holy Ghost upon you is to start doing work. Go for evangelism. Go for outreach. Holy Ghost will come upon you. Now, if you are born again and you are in right standing with God, you are maintaining your body as the temple of Holy Ghost. The, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost will be inside you and upon you. That is what we call double anointing. When you Holy Ghost is inside and on top, that is double anointing. And many of us will get double anointing today in the name of Jesus. Number six is the last one before we go into Holy Ghost ministration. I hope I'm preparing your mind to receive Holy Ghost. That is the essence of these uh, examples. In my, I give an example of how the concluding testimonies of Holy Ghost power and Holy Ghost work. That is what we are doing now. And that's the last topic. And I said, uh, in my village, I give an example of this testimony. There was a young man, his father was a great herbalist. And he died and he took over, the young man took over from him. This young man is, is, is a junior, is a young, very young person compared to me because I know when he was born. And when he is moving, he will carry or move on his mouth, and people will be running out of him because he will carry a bag of charms. And, a bag of, and he said, anything you want, he will do for you because he had power. So people were fearing him that way. <laughs> but I had, I had already become born again. So when I came back, I, was, uh, I just drove into my gate. I was about to open the gate because my house is by the road. And he was passing. I say, ah, his name, well, I don't want to call his name. You know, I call his name. I went and shook him. I said, God bless you in the name of Jesus. I just said that and we greeted that he passed. So later, I heard that he lamented that I spoiled all his charms. That the whole thing in his bag was useless, became useless. Look, let me tell you, since that time he never passed my house, he never stopped there again until he died. He has died though. The man that is helping everybody. As, <laughs> you know, Satan is, Satan is wicked. Brethren, that is exactly how Holy Ghost works. You will not even know. Holy Ghost will just do it. You know, in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, the Bible says, Our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Mighty through Holy Ghost. Mighty through the power of God. There, is, there are other, like in the north, several Almageries are repenting now. Do you know that? Have you had, well, I hear such news more because we are praying Nigeria praise, covering the whole Nigeria. And we are in the network. So, many Almagerians are giving their life to Jesus Christ. Why? Because the weapon of the church is not carnal. It's through God. When they came to church where they called Jesus, all their chants will disappear. Do you know that no Almagerian goes without a charm? 
If you don't know, I'm telling you. They have different levels of charm. And they go after women, they go after drinks. In fact, that's just their duty. They have no other job. And so, but when they come to church or where they call Jesus, their chance will die. Their chance will disappear. And any effort they make to burn the church or to fight against church, they get very little results. So because of that, many of them are converting. Many of them are going, uh, are entering the church. There was one, they had a meeting to go and destroy, to burn a church. After the meeting in their mosque, they now proceeded to burn the church. As they were coming, the church was praying and calling Jesus. And while they were coming and hearing those things, there was confusion in their midst. And they disagreed among themselves. And they began to fight among themselves. And that's how the, the burning of that church ended. They could not do anything. Another example, one Almajeri, he came down from the north. He's a tailor, well gifted, a fashion designer. And he came down with a lot of charms. He has a brother in H2D, a soldier. He came down to see how he can establish here. And before he came, he made sure he gathered all kinds of charm. One of the charms is when he borrowed money from you, you will not remember it. You can never remember, and he goes about borrowing money, and you will not remember. And another one is where he touches any woman, that woman will follow him. And so, but unlucky for him, he, he, where he was staying uh, eventually with his tailoring something at Ubodogu, there was a fine full gospel girl, and each time the girl was passing, he would touch the girl. The thing that did not work, no show. Again, another time, he touched. The thing didn't work. But as God will have it, we planned a, a dinner outreach in that area. And the girl now went and gave him, the man that had been touching him, he gave him the invitation to a full gospel. And the man now started jumping, rejoicing, thinking that his charm has started working. That the girl is now inviting him. Maybe in his charm they work. And you know, when the, when, the now, when the man now came with optimism, I entered full gospel dinner arena. And they began to pray and call Jesus. All his chance died. And he now said to himself, if this thing can kill all my chance, it must be superior. He gave his life to Jesus. And today he's married, and in fact, he began to save money. And the, the money he had saved had bought him a land, and he had built a house in Ubodogu, and he's married with two children. So we know him, he's a member of our full gospel. In fact, he's the, he's the chairman of Voice magazine in the chapter. Praise the Lord. Brethren, we have power, the church has power. The, 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 the people of God has power. Holy Ghost is the end of the power. Holy Ghost is the climax of any power. Any other power ordinarily bows, as the Bible said. But we don't know. We don't know. We trivialize it. 
Romans 8 verse 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, the same spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, will quicken your mortal body. And the, every burden in your life will go away. Every sickness will go away. Brethren, that quickening has started. That anointing has started. That power is already here. And likewise, the Bible said in Romans 8.26, that the Spirit helped our infirmity. Even when we do not know what to pray or ask for, the Spirit helps us. That Spirit is the Holy Ghost. That power is the Holy Ghost. And brethren, what more shall I say? In Hebrews 11 verse 32, the Bible said, What more shall, I, shall we say? For by faith and by the power of the Holy Ghost, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, prophets, through their faith, they subdued kingdoms. They stopped the mouth of lions. They brought down giants. They quenched the violence of fire. And they escaped the age of sword. Brethren, that power is upon you now. That Holy Ghost is upon you now. That glory is upon you now. And on the day of the Pentecost, the power fell upon them like cloven tongues of fire. And they began to speak. Brethren, that power is falling upon you. Your Pentecost is now. Your Pentecost has come. That power has come. In the name of Jesus. Let us pray. The first prayer, everybody will just bend down your head and begin to ask God to baptize me. God help me. God show me. God touch me. God touch me. I will not live here empty. How can? How can I live here empty? Ha! Lord touch me. And in John 7 verse 37, the Bible said, Jesus cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Brethren, that river is flowing now. Drink. 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 Start drinking. Start receiving that power. Is available here now. It's a prayer of making up your mind the level you want to go when they when they begin begin to lay hands on you. This prayer is very important because it's your own, it's your personal decision. Speak to heaven, open your heart, tell God, tell God, I want to drink. I thirst, I desire. I want to drink. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And so, as we do that, prayer number one out of the three prayers is for those who want to give their life to Jesus. We are still bending down our heads. We are still talking to God individually. Those who want to renew their born again, your born again have been messed up by backsliding, by some setbacks. You want to renew it. You want to come back into the building, into the house of God. Lord Jesus.
I want to give my life to you. Those who are saying that if you now want to give your life to Jesus formally, maybe you did it informally before, do it formally now. It's very significant. It's very important. And those who backslid from their born again, who have messed it up, please also join this group. This prayer number one is very important. Place your right hand on your chest as you are where you are. Place your right. You want to renew your born again. You want to come back to your born again. Or you want to be born again for the first time. Put your right hand on your chest. And you will pray after me. You pray with me. Lord Jesus, I have heard your word. I believe your word. I believe in you. I believe in the Holy Ghost. And I believe that Jesus is Lord. I surrender my life to you, Lord Jesus. Be my Lord and my personal Savior. From today, I am born again. I follow Jesus and I do his will. If you pray that prayer, I will now join my faith with you and pray for you. Our Father and our God, we thank you for these ones that have had your word and they have decided to follow you. They have decided to give their life to you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I admit them into the kingdom of God, into the faith and service of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, you know them, visit them, touch them one by one. I remove your names from the book of death. I transfer your names into the book of life. I declare Jesus Christ Lord over your life, over your family, over all your situations. Jesus Christ is the Lord. Father, we thank you for calling these ones and for admitting them into your kingdom. We receive them in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh,